0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. There were days of mistakes, and laziness, and infighting. And there were days, good days, when by anyone's judgment, they would have to be considered clever.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Underrated. We are the Undercast Company. And as usual, I'm hanging out with Ariel Ortiz.
2: Oh, how's it going everybody?
1: And Derek McDuff.
3: Hey, how's it going?
1: And I am Alan Torres, and today we're going to be talking about my pick, which is the 2004 film, time travel film, Primer. Directed, edited, written, composed, produced and starring Shane Carruth, and also starring David Sullivan and this movie came out oh yeah 2004 and it's been one of those uh I'm a big time traveler I love time travel I love the concept and this is probably one of the I, I know if you guys have. I, I know you guys probably looked into it but you've probably seen like on Letterboxd people are like oh this is like the most complicated or smartest quote-unquote time travel film it's kind of i think the one big reason i want to do this one is because i loved ex machina so much and i really love how it just kind of doesn't really dumb it down for the audience and primer is a prime example of something like that uh where it's you know i think for you know anyone going into it it's not a film you're gonna get off the first watch like you finish it and you're immediately like i think i have to watch it or watch a video, or look at the charts of timelines to tell you what happened here, what happened here, what happened there. So just a quick little uh, synopsis is uh, Abe and Aaron, the two main characters, playbushing Carruth and David Sullivan, um they are kind of like trying to invent a new product, something that kind of works with Gravity. Seems like they're kind of doing it out of their garage, something very similar akin to like, You hear back in the eighties of people working in the garages for like the Macintosh and computers and stuff like that. So, and as per usual, by accident they invent a time machine out of the out of the machine, and then hijinks happen. It's not. It's a very small budget. It's It was seven thousand dollars.
3: Yeah, micro budget.
1: Micro budget, and I am a big fan of little movies that could uh, just like how I was a big fan of last year's terrifier too. this movie easily made its like money back by like a bunch. I think the box office was like 500,000 and for a small budget film from the 2000s, I feel like that's a huge success success. And yeah, it's, it's honestly the little time travel movie that could, yeah, it's not as flashy or glamorous as like blunt back to the future, but it's still, I feel like it's a really great film and I really want to hear what you guys thought about it. Uh, I've been—it's been on my mind for a while to cover it, so I'm excited to hear what you guys think.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm—I'm I'm a big time travel fan too. Uh, I love a good time travel movie, and there's nothing that bothers me more about a time travel movie is when it's inconsistent and the rules don't make sense, and they just seem like they're making up on the fly. And they're like, "Don't worry about the rules, it's timey wimey." I—that I, bugs the shit out of me. And this movie, it had such. Hard sci fi, real rules for time travel, and it felt so consistent. And it just the universe made sense, and it was just like, okay, we care about this clearly, we care about the story we're telling here. And it felt like real hard sci fi. And it felt like the lack of budget, like that you mentioned, Alan, it's not like Back to the Future or Avengers, where there's like every time they go back in time, there's sparks or something, it's just very, very low key, which I felt like really lent itself so well to that realism and obviously part of that is it's shot with like 16 millimeter footage so like it looks very just like minimalist and just like this is just it looks like almost like like a a film you'd get shown in science class or something so that kind of lends itself or like an old documentary about like them breaking through and making time travel and that all lends itself really well to that theme of like yeah this is hardcore real sci-fi and I love just the way that they're like okay the concept of yeah, this the time travel. You can, you have to like go back in the the device and like actually stay in it that long. And that's how long you've been. And there's all these hard rules like you can't go pa- ba- past back when it was first turned on. And then the way that the characters utilize that and will start to try and get one over on each other. And I thought this movie did a really good job of, yeah, there is this huge scientific breakthrough that we have. And what are the moral. And ethical dilemmas that come along with that. And when you get these two different characters, how are they going to exploit it? And yeah, like you said, this is a movie that does not hold your hand at all. Like, not even a little. This movie introduces a lot of very complex... Um, like rules and things you have to kind of be like paying attention and you have to like, you're like, wait, okay. So he brought back the box and this other box and they rebuilt it. And that's how he got here first. And that's how we he get. And like you, you have to really track it. And like you said, like afterwards, like even I had to like, like, okay, like, let me look at this graph and see like how, who, okay. That makes it, you know, it, and I, I do really want to watch it again. I have only, and luckily it's only 77 minutes.
1: Oh yeah. That's one of my favorite parts too yeah, I, you know, I think one of our previous guest stars even mentioned it that, like the shorter kind of one hour and ten minutes to like hour and a half film is kind of disappearing now, which there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it whatsoever. I, I love a good long movie, but i I really love that it just it gets to the point this is what this is about. And it does a lot in that short time frame. Mm-hmm.
3: And, and you know, another reason why it's so short and why it is you do have to kind of really pay attention is there's not really any exposition in this. They're, like, throwing out kind of, you know, semi-complicated, scientific things in this movie and all these concepts that you have to keep up with. And they are not at all... Like okay, they're not doing the Chris Nolan thing where it's like like you know in something like Tenet where it's like all right, let me explain. Like they take somebody who's a smart character and they're like, there's okay, you should know how wormholes work, you know, in in Interstellar probably, but we gotta explain it to the audience somehow. So we'll we'll have a scene where they like fold the paper. They're like all right, the wormhole. If you fold it like this, you can stick the paper through, you know, like they do in Event Horizon and in in this, uh, Interstellar. But there is none of that in this. These are just two scientists talking to each other in scientific jargon and you got to you got to pay attention and the thing is like the guy who made this Shane Carruth I'm probably mispronouncing that but he he was he yeah he was a math guy he studied mathematics he did not have a background in filmmaking and then he actually like taught himself theoretical physics to like make a realistic good script for this so i really appreciated all of that this is one of the best time travel movies i think i've ever seen i'm kind of obsessed with time travel movies so yeah, Alan, this 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 really worked for me on a a lot of levels, including the kind of micro budget thing. I thought that was interesting. I'll get into that more, but at, but I just well, yeah really wanted to say that using the themes of time travel and you know what if, what if we could go back and change this and what does that mean morally and ethically and how do these guys abuse it or not abuse it or decide to do different things with it and how do they kind of screw each other over and. The, the the weird implications that come from that, like, they see this guy from the future, and it's like, oh, he's following us, and they never find out, like, how that guy got there or anything, and then just, like, I love the moment when he's playing basketball and he knows he's gonna make the shot, so he misses the shot. Like, all the weird, like, just way this, that it branches out and just, it just fucks with your brain the more you think about this movie, and I kind of love it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it, too. Um, I kind of, because in college the engineering and, and my um, mechanical engineering and, and physical, physical engineering and all those engineers were like in a school right next to, to the health sciences, um, biological sciences where, where, you know, I I went to school in. And so I, I I had a lot of interactions with them Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: very much like, this is just how engineers think and like talk and speak to each other. It's very much them just wanting to crack A code that's always there, kind of thing. Uh And I will second that
3: because one of my best friends are a married couple of engineers, and this is—you are exactly right about that, Ariel. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, and and it's just very much like just. So I I knew the vibe. I knew those people like from the get go, of of this movie. Um, they're very much yeah, like just always like this is like a side project. Them being in like the their their garage and stuff like that and. And they are very much um, internal internalized like successes, you could say, in a way of 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 they don't want other people to know what's going on because there's always like a possibility of like this could be something big, Mm -hmm. and so they keep it to themselves. So I very much got the mentality of both of them, specifically like Aaron. Aaron seemed a lot more for himself and a little a bit uh, more egotistical than Abe, which I, I thought, like, I, I saw throughout this whole um viewing of, like, Abe very much being the one that kind of, like, gets manipulated the most in, the, in this whole thing. I think that the only time, like, he kind of does the manipulation is only because he sees that something's going wrong, and so he goes back and does that failsafe. And while while, yeah, it could be seen and it does it is seen by Aaron as being like a betrayal in a way, it is very much like no, he did that because of the any possibility of it of it going bad. I really did love the science of it. It was a very practical science, going back to that whole idea of that you you there's it's it's a comes down to the energy put in is energy loss, and like no energy is like you know just disappears all energy like exists at, at, at all times so it made a lot more a lot of sense that of course the time that it takes for them to travel is literally the time that they have to wait in that in the cells you can say or whatever the cages the um the time the travel coffins the, the coffin. that was my
1: favorite <laughs> i like the coffins it, it yeah. was very morbid
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and uh it, but it also has consequences mainly mentality it's kind of like up in the air like i i was watching yeah because i had to like, gain some kind of understanding of this movie just of like who 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 is where and what what, what time it was mainly the thing it, it's very much up in the air of like whether their hands the reason why they can't like sign is either a ment- mentality thing is that cuz like the it the whole time travel thing degrades the mind over time or if it's because that in that first scene where where they're like testing out the machine and they have their hand they're like feeling the energy coming off of it they both like put in their hands specifically like their writing hands in over top of the energy so it might be that their hands got out of sync with the rest of their body like that's also I think it just chalks up to mentality thing but I really enjoyed the scientific things to it like I said it was kind of like out of my element a bit but i i afterwards like watched a video i'm like oh okay and it, it made me enjoy it a lot more because it was like yeah very well thought out scientifically very in, in in its essence very linear of a time travel it's very straightforward once you get the once you get the elements and understand the elements of it is pretty much a very straightforward looping Kind of thing that you that you figure out, like mm-hmm. it just it's it's not winding trails, no, they're very like structured trails to follow. so but it was a really awesome twist at the end because I was very confused at first of like how many specifically errands there were, but then watching the <laughs> explanation like, oh, okay. Okay, there's so that the, this is what's going on, and then, yeah, it was very much of a trip of the idea of like we don't actually see the real true beginning of this whole story because it's it, we come in as a viewer essentially when it's already been corrupted in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very much an awesome idea to have that idea in your mind. We don't actually see this original start of this time travel story. Yeah.
1: Not yet. Uh, one, of my thing, one of my favorite tropes you kind of touched upon a little, Ariel, is human hubris, especially fucking around with things you're not supposed to. You know, prime example, Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that so much. I love when, you know, we fuck around with science too much and, and we, we find kinda, out. Just, we find out, exactly. That's one of my favorite things. Ex Machina as well. Uh, that's why i like love that film so much too I, I just love the idea of just humans like just getting involved with something and it's great you know discovery is wonderful and awesome but there's also a time where the the film you know talks about it too whether when they're at the gas station where it's like should we be fucking around with this should we be doing this kind of thing and it's like well i don't believe in destiny or i don't believe that this is i, I absolutely love that and, and like you said derek there's no expo- exposition at all it's just I just love that there's just so many great beats, it keeps going, and you're just glued to it. Like, I, I, I tell everybody this, I'm like, yeah, the first couple minutes are a little dry because it's just a lot of science babble. Like, even my, like my girlfriend, she she kind of walked in when I was watching it, and she was just like, what is it? Like, she really, she thought I was watching some kind of, like, business movie, like <laughs> the, the fucking, what, what's the one? The, the one with Up Steve Space. Carell? No, oh, like uh, like the those office. like, God no, no, it's like the Steve Carell one. Like oh, the, the Big the Short, big, the Big Short, something like the big that. Big Short, yeah. And I was like, no, 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 sit down. It gets it gets better. Mm-hmm. It's time travel. And She was like, okay, that would have <laughs> been fucking weird. You watching that? And I was like, I know, it's, I'm not gonna watch this time travel. But and and then the best part is that it like it's one of those films that like sparks conversation
0: mm-hmm.
1: about these ideas and like our hubris. And, and I absolutely love that. There was many times where me and my girl were, would be watching it and we just like pause and just get in conversation and start talking about these ideas and like just scenes where they're like watching themselves, you know, go to the storage facility. It, it's just, I don't know. It, it, and I, and I think what I really liked the most about it is that, the movie's confusing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. Anybody who's going to watch this, anyone listening, watching right now, when you watch this film, I care and fucking to you, you are not going to get it on the first try. <laughs> yeah. No one is. When yeah. I watched it, I was like, what the, I saw this 10 years ago. And then when I watched it today again, I was still like, Oh, what? Yeah. Like, I, I was like, watching before- this.
3: I'm like, am I dumb? What is that?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, don't, don't, don't any, anyone out there. I promise you, you will not get it. And I think Shane uh, Caruth did that on purpose mm-hmm. because you kind of th- there's a point in time where, like, even Abe and Aaron are kind of getting confused, and they're just kind of like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, okay, I-, I think this is what's going on, and then, oh wait, how did this guy get into it? And I feel like you like like I think how most films, a lot of people when they watch it, they want to kind of be they want to relate to the characters, and I think. That's what makes it relatable for many viewers is that even the characters themselves are like, oh, shit, we're playing with something. We... At first, they sound hella smart. Like, you think, oh, they're engineers, they're geniuses. Yeah. But then little by little, you go, oh, no, they're fucking around. Like, they have absolutely no idea what the hell... how much power they hold. And their main objective is, like, let's make money. Let's mm-hmm. – of-, of course, like, everyone's first idea with if they can time travel is, like, let me go win the lotto. Let me go – Yeah, you want to make money. That's your first fucking thing. And what I appreciated about it was that they weren't like, "Let's go visit the old west" or "Let's go fucking to ancient Greece" or some shit. They're like, "No, money." Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And and then even that, like, that's everyone's first thought is like, "I want to go back in time, make money," and then hubris. They start fucking around with it too much, and they start realizing this is way too much power. And Aaron, I believe, starts getting like fucked up about it and then abe is like you know the the nicer one where he's like we need to stop this like we need to we're done you know and he's trying to fix everything by the end of the film yeah yeah and yeah
3: i I was just i i do really like all of that you know what they're they're having this kind of divergent paths and they're like debating on like what they should do with time travel and how they want to utilize it and I love that the climax of this film is them just having a philosophical debate about what to do with this great power that they have and like, oh, we're going to be at this party and we've got to stop this thing. And one of them obviously um, wants to...
2: It's not just even stopping it because it's always stopped. Well, that's what what I'm
3: saying. saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like they're having a debate about like all the different things they could do and all the different routes they could take Mm -hmm. and how every... You know, thing will will change, and and one of them kind of wants to be the hero and the guy, and, and he's yeah. like, oh yeah, this is morally what we should do, and they, and then Abe's like, ah, I don't think we should do this, and and the the philosophical implications that come with doing something or not doing something, and how that will change this, and all the different permutations, and they pl- and it's like they talk about like, playing it out so many times, and we don't really see much, and that is, you know, obviously a result of them not having a budget on this film, but I think that makes it so like, okay, well then this ending is so philosophical and the script has to be so strong in that moment. And yeah, that I really, really liked this film's ending particularly. And then you, yeah, you, when you see the way that these two characters go and then kind of having that final fallout at the airport and you're like, Oh shit, is this it? The, I guess the movie's over. And you know, then you see one of them just building the, the great, the giant time travel machine at the end. It just leaves, leaves off like that. And you're like, fuck, okay, this is, It it, it just, it just, it makes you think and think and think and think. And, and yeah, just them having the debate to end the movie. That's the climax is so perfect.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, it is a really cool mechanic of not showing the actual like stopping of, of this, of Rachel's ex essentially threatening with the shotgun. The fact of the matter is that he's always stopped. Like Aaron always stops him, but Aaron being so hubris wants it to look good and so so yeah so he goes back in time essentially twice which creates three versions of himself in mm-hmm. the end um yeah. and and so that he
3: can be the hero
2: yeah so he could be the hero but being the hero in the right way because he's mm-hmm. always a hero but he wants to make it look really good and it, it's very much at, at a for a reason like he he's not going to be able to live that the gain of that because he can't live while you know you know at least the original prime you could say aaron zero is there in the in who ends up being in the in the attic for i (laughs) i would say a week because of uh, this takes over the course of like a week of all the Mm. events linear linearly and and yeah, it, it is very much like it's a very interesting thing to to hear. And with the voiceover, also of like that being kind of like the first diverging. Aaron talking and discussing and and leaving a voicemail to someone. It could be Aaron Prime, like explaining the situation, and or. Um, Well, because you
3: do hear him listening to like some stuff on his headphones too, but yeah, so his
2: headphones, his headphones is playing back the conversation so that he plays it correctly.
1: Yeah, so yeah,
2: he's 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 playing, he's hearing on his headphones the conversation of the first conversation of of Abe coming to him and talking, telling him about what he did, what he's like created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But that's not the that's not the the voice. Oh, okay. No, I get what you're saying. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. So. Yeah. So. There's that Aaron, and then I think I don't know if it's. I think that might be Aaron. The Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. I, I, what I took Aaron. the
3: voiceover was was that he was leaving a voiceover for another version of himself. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So. But it's possible that I. It, I think it's the first. It's the Aaron Prime who essentially doesn't know anything about about what the hell happened because he got put into the attic before he. Abe was even like had that conversation with him. I
3: need man, I need to watch this movie again.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's definitely. Um, even
1: now, yeah, on my so, second watch, through, so I'm still he, like, wait a minute. So, uh.
2: so yeah, so he left the voicemail for that the Abe that essentially continued to live on the his life. It, yeah, it is, is that's what it is. You don't really get to know what exactly like the second diverging Abe at the end at the airport does, and I think that the the first diverging Abe, the one that leaves the Leaves the uh, voicemail and says like that. Essentially, the second Diverging Abe wanted it more, and he's he's already done everything that I've done. Mm-hmm. So I just let him have it, and I let him do his thing. But I think that second, that first Diverging Abe is the one that builds is like building the the big time time machine because he he hasn't essentially experienced all the bad shit that the final Diverging. Abe, er, er, Aaron has done so he doesn't know any better so he's still on that track of like I want to like expand on this and stuff like that and mm-hmm. then and then the so yeah and then Abe himself just diverges once and he's the one that's trying to stop the time travel machine but he doesn't know that this the first diverging Aaron is out there so yeah so that's like a whole thing so that's whole crazy because he's just like he can't stop it and I think that that's what the second diverging, Aaron was saying at the airport, is that it's going to happen anyway, knowing that the first diverging, a- um, Aaron is still out there, kind of thing. So yeah, there you go.
3: <laughs> it's yeah, it's like you, you need you really do need like to look at like a fucking diagram after you watch yeah. this movie because it is a lot. Even, like there's just so much it's just like and yeah, it's it is rat. They do not. Slow down at all. They just kind of barrel through the plot, and you're like, "What is this resolved? the, the, the guy they had like the from the future? He's he's gone oh, now. Yeah. Okay, like yeah. they so, just well,
2: go too, and go too, and go. That too is that. So with that other that um was it is uh Mister Granger existing? Yeah. Even that is like yeah. They haven't ex- ex- They yeah, haven't. They don't know. It. Yeah, they changed no, something in the that...
3: future, and they don't know what it was. And he somehow got into no. the box.
2: No, mm-hmm. they haven't changed it yet. They haven't changed it yet. He he. But they did. Page. They haven't yet. They haven't yet. A version of them did. A version to come has.
1: Yeah, like a version. Oh, yeah. the, the way so I thought essentially, I thought of it Aaron. Was...
2: Aaron two. Aaron two. The first divergent. <laughs> the first diverging Aaron is going to do something probably with that big box because that's going to bring in the, the funding probably from M- Mr. Granger because it's it's a big or maybe maybe like we don't
3: know that mm-hmm. though like yeah, they could yeah, have already they, that guy could have like a some version of them could have done that and then he came back and then when he came back he changed his own future and they saw that and so they never brought him back in the past it, it's a it's a movie that fucks with you like that like it's like yeah, but,
2: but the first diverging Aaron didn't experience that see mr granger
3: yeah okay but okay so So he'll make a mistake yeah he will so or but yeah that okay i don't know i'm trying to think how to explain this or explain my my thoughts on it it's just like they because they're like okay at some point they so if he they they go off and do something we because we as the audience don't see it right but that doesn't mean that. So, like, when we do see like all the changes that they make, but that was the change that we that they some one future version of themselves did, right? They for some reason brought Granger in, and that is not going to happen though anymore. Oh, that boy. has been changed. Was that a ghost?
0: <laughs> it was. A, was yeah. it a
3: future Allen? <laughs>
1: okay I guys fuck, sorry <laughs> fucking cat i was listening and I thought that
3: was like a future God alan God coming back to murder you sorry listeners Holy like Jesus. right now alan just got like <laughs> just i saw a flicker of something behind him <laughs> and he got the shit scared out of him and it was like the future the future mr granger coming back behind him but like oh, yeah but, we could have they could have changed so something scared. right yeah They could have. They could have. They could have brought Mister Granger in, and then he comes back, and he changes. And he, by following them, changes his own future, so they Mm. never bring him back.
2: Another theory that actually is because Rachel is his daughter, um, Mm -hmm. the one that with the ex-boyfriend. So it also could be possible that they fuck. They f up. Um, one of the like saving. You know, the day, That's true kind of I thing. didn't think about and
3: that.
0: Yeah. And then that's, Rachel that's, gets
2: killed and they bring in Mr. Granger, like, we can fix this, we can fix this, like save your daughter kind of thing as well.
3: So yeah. And then so he and then he goes rogue and starts following them around. Or yeah, that's good. That's why well, I think he's like
2: he might be might have been following him around because he doesn't know what to do now kind of thing. If they, like, sent him... Or if he stumbled into it, and then without knowing what exactly to do or mm-hmm. how this things work, he's not being... In... Yeah. He's not being inconspicuous. Like, they're like mm-hmm. they they they're like, we have to be inconspicuous. We can't bump into ourselves and stuff like yeah.
3: that. Or he finds the fail-safe box through some means, and then he figures out what it is through yeah. some means, and he then, then he goes back. No,
2: he definitely had to come through the fail-safe box. The fail-safe box is essentially always always on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, because that, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. one... That's that's you the only to... thing that could take and that's you why all he the has back. the
3: stubble is because he's been in there mm-hmm. so long. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Because that's the, the way I thought of it. it. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: And but the thing I... is, like, it doesn't, it doesn't, and that's what I love too about it is it doesn't tell you an answer or even like mm-hmm. it gives you like like little tidbits, but it's like you the any of these things could be feasibly right, and it's just like yeah, just you're just gonna have to think and like, what do you think? You know, like like it's it's not. Spelled out. It's not like there is one mm-hmm. right answer, you know. It's, yes. Yeah.
2: It's... yeah. Going back to Tenant, I think actually it's the same kind, sameish kind of logic because you have to spend the same amount of time going backwards as. In, in I, yeah, I was gonna say like yeah. Tenant
3: definitely feels like it, it ha- takes something amount. from this. And yeah. Interestingly enough, the- Shane Carruthers was brought on as a consultant on Looper for like yeah. time travel stuff. Um, Which is also w-
2: true. Um, yeah. It, well, so Looper, okay. Looper is kind of like an interesting take on it because it is very much it. It kind of involves, yeah, like the chamber kind of situation, but it's more um, instantaneous and it's more like holy in a bit. Yeah. In a bit of its yeah. its thing, it's kind of like a transporting kind of thing. But it is very. I can see similarities between between. Primer and and Looper as well, so yeah, mm-hmm. but not with the exact like consequences.
3: Yeah,
0: Looper's Looper's a little more
2: looper, loose,
1: lo- well, like it,
2: Looper's a lot more linear, like it, it's a lot more cause and effect because the yeah, whole it's yeah, it's
1: like Back to the future more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, like oh,
3: like your your hand is disappearing, Marty. You know that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that yeah, I do like. There's not a lot like this is just like very hard. I, I wouldn't say boring but like bordering on just very just like you said like Alan your your girlfriend came in and she saw it and she was like yeah it was, what did we watch in here like this is, just seems like just people talking and it seems on first glance like that but it is just the drama of all is, is what's really compelling it's not any of the you know oh well how, like what if what if you know we go back to this time and creates a branch like that like it's, it's all just like like very black and white like pen and paper like this happens this happens and it it's
1: it, it it's very small you. scale it's yeah, very yeah. like like most mm-hmm. time travel movies it's like oh be careful because mm-hmm. space time continuum or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck or it's just like we're gonna have to do this this mission or whatever like in Tenet, and this is just kind of more like i think that's what i really like about it it's very grounded and like it, there's no big fucking mm-hmm. oh my god like mm-hmm. something's gonna be destroyed or or whatever it's just like people figuring it out very relatable characters being like, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to fuck around with it. And I also like, too, that the consequences, like Ariel had brought up earlier with the writing, mm-hmm. I thought of it more as like side effects. Yeah. Because I, I know mm-hmm. right before they go in together, they go, like, oh, what can happen? What if we get like cancer or mm-hmm. like, you know, our balls don't work anymore or something like that? And I'm just like, yeah, you never know. It's, it's yeah. like Cronenberg's Fly. Like, yeah. He, he fucking makes the device. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
3: I was just say he has that great line where it's just like, "How do we know this is safe?" It's like I don't, I don't know any of this is safe. You know exactly.
1: Yeah, and, and I love that too because it's just like you're gonna find out. You're gonna like, and like when he's bleeding out of his ear, my girlfriend goes, "Well, why doesn't he just go to the hospital?" I was like, "Well, how do you go to the hospital and say, Hey, I tam traveled and my fucking <laughs> ear's bleeding.'" Yeah, you you can't really say that. And then if mm-hmm. they're gonna try and figure it out, they're gonna be like, "What are you doing?" Like. Mm-hmm. What what is it? What what? How you just gave yourself cancer like a day mm-hmm. ago? How the fuck did yeah. you do that?
3: And also probably like the the thirty six hour days are like wearing on them, and like how does a human body handle that? Because they're like doing like all this like weird stuff to themselves, and just making themselves just these human guinea pigs. And I thought that all was, was really and like the like it'll just be like, the weird things that'll break your brain. Like when he's just like, I haven't eaten since later this afternoon.
1: That's my favorite line <laughs> of the whole fucking movie. I just love it. it's. It's like the perfect time travelly joke too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'm very happy that was thrown in there because the whole movie's very, you know, it, it's very. I don't know. I don't want to just, yeah, yeah, just just
2: straightforward. Yeah, yeah, just straightforward.
1: But like, it's one of those like kind of films where like. I guess that's what I like about some really small budget films, mm-hmm. where they don't really have like like they they have a genre they're focusing on, mm-hmm. but they're just focusing on that, and like sometimes they come across as very like humorless almost. But it's not because the film. It's just maybe the director. Everyone's learning. Like I felt mm-hmm. like that was Brick. Brick yeah. is kind, is a very you know it's a small budget movie too, and it and it really focuses on its genre of that like kind of gumshoe high school gumshoe type of detective story but you know everyone's kind of learning and everyone's just kind of like all right well you know there's a little bit of humor in it but it's just very like it feels like you could be there almost mm-hmm. like that's another thing i liked about brick and and primer is that just th- everything doesn't look glamorous you know they're at an airport they're at a, a hilton hotel it's just very like you're almost a fly on the wall, like it feels like you're you could be there and kind of thing
3: yeah, yeah, no, and i i did, I wanted to kind of touch on that a bit, um, like I was saying before, like this film having the budget that we have, and like like you know, you said it's it's not seven million dollars, it's not seven hundred thousand dollars, it's not even seventy thousand dollars. This movie was made for seven thousand dollars, which is insane, that is ridiculous like that is like like even clerks. By the way, for which, for example, like Kevin Smith paid for wh- by taking credit card debt, going into credit card debt, was made for twenty seven thousand. So, like this film, he he didn't ha- he. That's why he had to do everything himself, is because he just had no money, and he had to shoot it on sixteen millimeter, not for any stylistic choices or any reasons like that, but just because he's not can't afford thirty five millimeter film, and he the fact that they were able to do this like so well is a really a testament because they were only really able to use one take because that's where, you know, this film was not, this was before digital, the digital film was around like the attack of the clones had come out the year before, but it wasn't at a level that where you could do something like this. So he had to like, basically just film was very expensive. That's what I'm sure a majority of the cost of this movie was, was just probably mostly the film, then maybe a little bit of lighting. And then that's why he just did everything himself. He worked on it for years And yeah, this is clearly a labor of love and getting to see these kind of like weird little micro budget films, you know, some other ones that I think of like El Mariachi or um, following Christopher Nolan's first film that um, even like Paranormal Activity, which did get, you know, a little bit more of a budget before more people saw it. But Mm -hmm. this one did not. This one is truly like a film that just some guys made. And I think that's, what's really cool. Why you see a lot of those films um, with these razor thin budgets made for a couple thousand dollars, you know, but to under $30,000. It happened in the early nineties to the mid two thousands was because cameras were becoming more available. You could even for a few thousand dollars, theoretically make a movie. Whereas there was literally no way you could do that before you know like Richard Linklater was one of the first guys to do that a lot, it's randomly a lot of people from Texas have made these really small films like Linklater and um, oh my gosh why uh, Rob yeah these guys and then Ariel's nemesis Roger uh, Robert Rodriguez uh, did it um, <laughs> but like it's 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 just like you couldn't do that before you could not physically get a camera because they were so like only film studios had them but it started to open up a little bit in the 90s and even since then now with digital, Being a thing. And now, with digital looking as good as it does, you can get a digital camera and theoretically shoot a movie like this and not even have to worry about the one take, not even have to worry about spending thousands of dollars on film, which was the majority of this. So, you know, I think that is why you are starting to see even now more than even then when it started to open up. Now it's really opening up. And I think we're going to, the next wave of filmmakers we're going to get are going to be people who are, because you can shoot a fucking movie on your phone and it will look. Movie quality, you might need some like lenses and attachments and stuff, but that is pennies to the dollar on even getting film stock, so it was really a revolution that we went through in this time period, and this film is an absolute testament to that
0: mhm yeah. i agree
2: yeah yeah, and it, it, like going back to like this the writing and and stuff like that it, it is very much ingenious, like yeah, using what it what it was able to do, and like very much so like how 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 Alan was saying like the beginning felt very like slow, but it, it it's just the payoff of at the end. Like I think the end mm-hmm. of this movie just makes this whole movie like just that that twist to to quote our third Ryan Johnson movie of the of the episode. Uh, very much like a a twist that I kind of felt with like Knives Out and stuff. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but but yeah, I mean it's because it's just like. Oh, oh my gosh! Like this, uh, everything's like falling apart, and it's like you were duped along alongside like Abe, you know, mm-hmm, into thinking mm-hmm. that it, it's it's oh, all. It's still surprising to me, and it, I'm still just taken aback and impressed that we essentially never thought. Like it, it just is mind boggling that that we never saw the original, you know, the original conversation. Between them the the Aaron we we probably only spent maybe actually fifteen minutes of with the Aaron that didn't know what was going on, and this Aaron, you know, had it already implanted himself in the story without us knowing. and it's just so mind-boggling to think about that of like just from the beginning for for us as audience. This was already going on, and this the end was already at the beginning in a way. The last Aaron we see on screen was the first Aaron we saw at the start of this this time traveling journey, you know, kind of thing. So it's very, but, it's just very interesting.
1: You know what? Though that's my favorite part, though, of mm-hmm. like uh, time travel stories because mm-hmm. it it should happen before you know it because mm-hmm. it's time travel. You, you you know, most you know films in general. Are very linear and they're straightforward. Like it goes act one, act two, act three, whatever. And and yeah, sometimes there's a twist along the way where you find out, oh, this character did this before anybody else knew, but it's only because for the twist or whatever. Time travel, typically, that's the fun part. Is that you can just write shit whenever you want because those rules. I mean, you have to still follow the rules of that world you created, but it's so much fun, and I and I and that's one of my favorite parts about like time travel stuff in general, just like um, I'm sorry, Derek, I'm going to bring it up. But that one of my favorite seasons of Dr. Who, uh, the first season with the 11th doctor, Matt Smith, Mm -hmm. the season finale, there's, they reveal all of these things were happening throughout the season, even in the first episode. And like, and you kind of don't pay attention. You don't really think about it, but it all gets unraveled and it, it all gets told at the very end. And you're like, Oh my God, that's right. That's what was... We'll oh shit, that's cool or whatever. Like, that's one of Bad my cool. favorite things. When, when like, where where just something happened off screen. And you know what? I love the mystery too. I love that like, we don't know which errands or, or what uh, Mr. Wrangler or whatever did something in the future. Because again, it's, it's time travel. Shit just will not happen linear and you maybe just not know. Maybe something will just become another timeline or it'll be erased or it just doesn't affect this timeline. whatever, you know, I'm going mm-hmm. Avengers and back to the future, Dragon Ball timelines and stuff. But th- that's just the beauty of it. Like, that's what I, I love that time travel stories can give you these things. Yes. It's almost, mm-hmm. almost, I wouldn't, I don't want to say hundred percent, but almost unique to it. And it's so much fun, and it's so much because it makes you want to go back and watch it again. And then you're like, "There it is. That's when they did it, or that's when that happened." Mm-hmm. It, it just gives it the uh, replay value so much more. Like I, I love films that you can go back and rewatch over and over and over again, and keep finding new things all the time. And I feel like time travel is just one of those fucking amazing genres that you can do it with.
3: Yeah, it it the device. It's a you know just a literary device, but it allows you to tell so many interesting stories and do so much cool stuff with the, the story and have characters interact with themselves or like past events and make all these complicated moral decisions and see how they've grown and changed or how they don't. So yeah, I, I love good time travel shit. Like I said at the beginning, like I honestly could do a whole podcast where every week we do another time travel movie. Like this is, this is my favorite shit. Uh, I also, so, I also
2: yeah. enjoyed that they didn't like, because it's kind of like alluded that, that, this causes branching timelines but you never see those branching timelines you stay in the the point of view of these two guys that like essentially so you stay in the point of view of like what essentially ends up being the final the second diverging aaron and the first diverging abe you don't see like what potentially they did create branching it's all they they like don't have to spend much time on that because they're like we've said like it just boils down to yeah characters Mm -hmm. and characters like that they leave you know the science up to interpretation even at, at that level as well you know like they don't go deep into it it's just this is the the world and the timeline that we are seeing right now and like that's what's the most important even in that level like the it, it this is a sci- sci-fi movie in all mm-hmm. it, in all essence of the word word but they don't ex- they don't expand on the world you know they just keep it very localized you know in a way
3: so. yeah and that's part of that is because you know like it's it's like the thing with the shark from jaws mm-hmm. or or the hoth scene in in star wars it's like because of the limitations that were placed on them by the budget, they were not able to do this. And that made it so much more interesting. Like the shark in Jaws is so much more interesting because you don't see it. It's scarier. And just like that, the, the time travel and all the implications of the, that are going on in the larger world are so much more interesting and mind boggling when they aren't fully explained to you when you're just like, wait, where did this future guy come from? Like, you know, when you're just like, fuck.
1: Yeah. I mean, Small budgets, I, I I think that's why I'm a big fan of small budgets, is you have to get creative. You have to. You don't have all that backup, so you have to be like, okay, you know, we get we got to sit down and think a little bit, figure it out. And, like, look how many iconic small budget films there are. You know, Evil Dead, Jaws, Clerks, et cetera. There's so many. And there's so many iconic things of them. You know, Clerks, he, he had to close the blinds because he had a film at night because he was working that convenience store in real life in the day. So he's like, all right, I'm going to direct the movie at night. He closes the blinds. And that's why you see the, I assure you we're open. And they're like, well, how do we write that in the film? Some stupid ass kids put gum in the, in, in the locks. Perfect. Yeah. There you go. Solved an issue. And now it's iconic. Now people will have big old sheets and write with fucking the, the shoe shiner stuff. I assure you were open and they'll have it in their house or outside or whatever. And it's already, it's an iconic little thing. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, speaking of all this time travel stuff and how time travel movies do all these things so well, do you guys have any, any particular favorite time travel movies you want to mention?
1: Um, uh, Well, I mean, it's pretty much, um, I'm a basic bitch about it. I mean, primer, I, I feel like it is like the advanced, time travel movie <laughs> mm-hmm. you know if you're gonna get into it and what started it all for me was the back to the future trilogy so mm-hmm. i for me that's a perfect trilogy and that's what got me into it into the genre so it's yeah back i mean the future, man. They're, I they're,
3: they're they're fucking iconic for a reason like all three of like we've covered one of them you know like mm-hmm. they're all great
2: yeah yeah i mean like just there's so many like nowadays like you said like they I was just looking up there's like a there's a top 100, you know, kind of thing. Like even like things like I think maybe my first trying to think of of what I remember my earliest childhood of like time travel movies like of was there any like animated time travel movies I'm trying to think of. But, but even there's so many trippy ones that I mean it, it just it's a genre that opens itself up to being such a trippy topic if it wants to be. The butterfly effect always like freed me out and oh that time God, travel is right. so freaking crazy that is and, a like speaking of of branching timelines it's just like it's just it is out there i i consider it underrated because i don't know if it's it still holds up um but when i watched it it was like a trip
1: did you ever see the 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 alternate endings Yes. 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 Oh my god. I, he, like, I, I, I like the original one. The umbilical one. cord. Yeah, yeah, dude, that so one, oh my god, that fucked me up yeah. like, I they chose it. the right one. Oh. <laughs> because I didn't know the original ending or what was the. the, the she correct... he
2: essentially says like it Spoilers. like <laughs> does, he essentially doesn't yeah. become her friend. You know, there, at the
3: end, because okay, yeah. Yeah. I, for yeah. some reason, saw the alternate ending in the movie. Like, like mm-hmm. I had the DVD oh and God. I saw the one oh, where he choked himself. The, and I was yeah. like, "What
2: the fuck was that?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I thought that was the wild. real ending at first. Um. Oh, when I just watched the other day was Edge of Tomorrow. I really like. I really like. I need Edge to see tomorrow. that. I need to yeah. see that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. all you uh-huh. need is kill. It's fucking great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. There's yeah. one trying to. Oh, sorry.
2: But, yeah, like, it, it, it's just, like, I really love, like, how time travel has been used for just multiple different genres as well. Like, mm-hmm. love stories, like, oh, a, a favorite, recent recent history favorite kind of one is, like, about time is really cute and a really, like, interesting version of time travel. It's a little bit more causality in its way. And it's it features really Mr. Brightside
3: in it, so you know I gotta love it.
2: Uh-huh, yeah. And yeah, it it's just like there's just so many, like even things like you don't really think about it's like, oh yeah, that's time travel. Oh another weird one. Another weird one is source code, it's two. That one's like just <laughs> weird out there.
3: <laughs> that was not my favorite movie. I get people
1: liked it, but I source code didn't do it for me. But um it's
3: just
2: yeah. weird. It's, it's weird. It's
3: very strange.
2: Like yeah.
1: Um, um Oh sorry, I wanted to bring up mm. two real fast. Yeah. Um hot top time one, machine. Is that your favorite oh, album? Oh, oh, God, no. <laughs> Fuck, no. Uh, th- those guys, no. That's one time travel movie I will skip immediately. I skipped immediately. Um, <laughs> has Homegirl from the CW shows. Uh, it's a Danielle Panamaker? Pan- Pan- yeah.
0: Panamaker?
1: Yeah, it's called uh, Time Lapse. And the premise of it, it's, it's like a lower, but it's not like as low as Primer. But it's more of like early 2010s. Uh, essentially these roommates all find this machine that can take a photo of the future and it'll print out a photo and it's like, like whatever it's pointed at, it'll tell you what it'll take a photo of what happens a day ahead of time. So they kind of figure out, Oh, what's going on? It's kind of like, Oh, kind of horror-y, but not Mm -hmm. really. And then there's this other one that I kind of want to cover. I've, I've been thinking about it as well called Plus One. I wouldn't call it time travel, but it's like similar. Essentially the plot, it's another small budget one too. Essentially the plot is it's like a big party's going on and like a comet passes by and everyone in the party gets like copied. Like they get doppelgangers and the doppelgangers are doing everything they are that they're doing 30 minutes prior. So let's say someone goes to the bathroom at eight o'clock at 8.30, their doppelganger will go to the bathroom. And, like, they start kind of, like, finding each other's doppelgangers. And then, like, it's kind of this whole doppelganger, timey-wimey kind of movie. And and I've been thinking about it a lot lately. So,
2: mm-hmm. that, so th- those do, are, yeah. do you guys like the idea of, like, short-term time travel and, like, repeating kind of time travel? Like, essentially, "I um, live, die, repeat, edge of tomorrow. You know, no like time loop type I, time loop kind of things like Happy Death Day is another recent one. Um, I
3: mean, Groundhog Day is, is the, Groundhog the OG Day. of that, um, which is yeah. I love Groundhog Day, you know, mm-hmm. like that's a movie. I, 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 that's like my mom's favorite movie, mm-hmm. and so I was like raised on that movie, and I, I love yeah. it, you know, and I think, yeah, that is a really cool device,
2: yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's very, I, 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 I think there's a, i enjoy those, and I get like more like in. And and I don't say invested, but I mean it just gets you more like on edge kind of thing. I think mm-hmm. it, it's a device that like allows you to be more on edge, like alongside with primer, because it is very much just like a course of like even the like a few jumps is is a, a few days or or mm-hmm. you know just a few hours. It's just because very much there's a lot less time to make mistakes, it, it, and because of that, it makes every little instance a little bit more like impactful in a way Mm -hmm. i would say i think but um but yeah 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 so do you do do, alan do you enjoy any particular like version of of time travel do you like long-standing time travel or short or short-term time travel or long-term time travel
1: i'm a fan of like all of them honestly Mm -hmm. as long as they can be creative and fun and like suspenseful like you said or like kind of gets you like i have a great time with it as long as it's like like i said just unique and fun Mm -hmm. i mean still the 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 climax of back to the future still gets me on edge every time even though i know what's going to happen if if it's like that fuck yeah i'm I'm all up for it
2: i guess the question is like would you want short-term time travel or long-term time travel would you like to go back a day, or would you like to go back? Have the ability to go back a day? Oh, if I have could, have the ability right. to go back uh, years, you know? Oh to... man,
3: mm-hmm. I would. I would because you you think like years so you like oh I can make all these changes, but then you go back and make these changes. Like you are you even the same person and stuff like that, you know? Um,
1: yeah, I don't know. That that's that's a good question. Um, uh, ah, damn, I don't know. It's it's really. I don't know. I just I guess it depends if it's like a world shattering thing and you know like avengers endgame you got to go back in time Mm -hmm. yeah but if it's kind of like primer and you're kind of fucking around and or or like or like time lapse that i brought earlier that that one was really cool because it's just it's very spooky in the way that like you see what's going to happen in the future and and you're trying to figure out the puzzle of of what what, what's happening with only that one clue I, i don't know that's actually a really good question that's really hard to I don't know. And then time loop stuff is always yeah. trippy as fuck. I'm going to give mean, a
3: kind of a bullshit answer to that and just say that, like, I spent the last couple of years just trying to figure out, like, you know, just work on, like, being, like, learning, like, to leave the past in the past and to, like, accept mistakes yeah. and to, like, uh, realize that that's helped me grow as a person. And I do think that is something that is inherent to time travel movies is that with something like about time or something, like, that's one of the core uh, messages running through that is if you try to change everything and change all the mistakes and, and change all these things, you're going to, and something I think is also true about this movie is that um, it's going to end up fucking you over.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. Cause I mean, I think all of us, I think without question, almost every single human being on this planet has probably thought of like, I wish I can go back and mm-hmm. change that. Yeah. So, yeah. but like you said, Derek, I guess there is that like, you know, you got to kind of, I've been going through it myself as well. I mean, not to get like personal, but yeah, I, I get it. There's, there's times where you're just like, I need to leave the past where it is and just be it. But you can't say that it wouldn't be funny to go back in time and just kind of follow yourself around and, mm. and watch you do stuff. And just kind of, I don't know. I, I feel like I'd be really weird about it. <laughs> I, I kind of, I I love the shots like in this and then primer and back to the future mm. where like, They see themselves, like, running around and they're doing stuff. I don't know why it feels so, like, Mm -hmm. weird and creepy. I don't know.
3: You know, it's a really good short-term, like, time travel thing. And it's cool because it's, unlike movies, it's interactive and it's Majora's Mask. That shit being on the three-day loop. And you can see how, like, you changing one thing will affect something. And, like, like, it's like, oh, like, there's this one thing. It's like, oh, like, you have to stop this old lady from getting robbed. You know exactly when and where it's going to happen. But if you do that, that means you can't. There's this couple that has been separated, and you can't get them back together. And it's just like the w- crazy implications that come from that game, and just seeing like how, it, like you knowing, like you have this notebook. And it's like these things happened at this time. That game is a masterpiece. That is like my favorite video game of all time. I just gotta throw that out there. I fucking love Majora's Mask.
1: And um, one of the most stressful games of all time. too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I I still haven't beaten it. I haven't. I've had it for so long I, I even bought it in like my 3ds and every time i boot that shit on I, it's just stress like
3: mm-hmm.
1: no horror game can encapsulate how fucking <laughs> stressful that game is like Jesus. just looking up
3: the goddamn moon all the time and the moon just gets closer and closer and it's got that fucking fate oh my god masterpiece it's
1: terrifying yeah
3: god it's such a good game um but I just wanted to also throw out a couple of of my favorite time travel movies. You guys mentioned some really good ones. Obviously, the Back to the Future trilogy is untouchable. There's some other classics of the genre, um, like Terminator 2 or Bill and Ted, that I think absolutely really need to be mentioned. Um, I think Days of Future Past is is another one that is is very uh, is is very very fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like
2: I like that. Man, me- I I, it, I would time travel if it was that me- mechanic. That and then actually butterfly effect of like going oh, like into your, your own self. Yeah, self conscious mm-hmm. kind of well, thing. Yeah, back. Like, yeah. yeah,
3: that's always cool.
2: Yeah, because there's no, there's no like thing of like, oh, you bumping into yourself or your younger self and stuff like that. No consciousness, if consciousness could, I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, you're not gonna run into yourself
3: like Jean Claude Van Damme and time cop and become a blob or whatever the fuck happened to that movie because Um, you don't
2: have to go through the aspect of like explaining to yourself in the past, Mm -hmm. like, hey, this is what's going on. It's like, no, 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 I got everything. Okay, I'm gonna just act on on my own accord, kind of thing, yeah.
3: But uh, there's a couple, you know, underrated ones that maybe we'll do at some point that I I wanted to mention. Uh, Maybe one's not so underrated, but uh, I I mentioned on anybody who's a patron knows that I had on my top 10 of 2022 list, Petite Mama, which is this really it's another 70 something minute film, uh, French film from Celine Sciamma. So her follow up to Portrait of Lady on Fire, just kind of this very, once again, low key time travel movie about a little girl meeting her mom when they're both eight years old. Uh, I also want to shout out, there's this really weird one from the Czech Republic from, like, the 50s called Journey to the Beginning of Time. It's on, like, Tubi and stuff. I think you could find it for, on YouTube, too. Uh, so if you want to watch something, like, kind of weird, it's also really short. And it's just, like, really early weird 50s Czech kind of, like, scientifically based sci-fi. Because it's just, like, them going through a history of life on Earth. It's fun. It's weird and fun. Um, but then I think... Honestly, just one of the ones that is just so fun that I love going back to is Star Trek 4, the one with the whales, where they fucking, they're like, oh my god, we gotta go, like, there's this fucking thing shows up in space and it's making these sounds, they figure out it's the sound of a humpback whale and they're like, oh shit, we've got to go back in time when there were still humpback whales, because there's none here in the future, where we're in Star Trek. All right, let's go back to 1986, the year the movie was made. And so that they could just Whoa. like make a Star Trek movie. It's so wacky and fun, and there's no villains, but it's just like the whole time travel thing, is they just need to get whales and bring them to the future. It's got Spock on a bus, like clamping a fucking like punk rock guy. It's... It is absolutely one of the most, it might be my favorite Star Trek movie, which is saying, like there's some other great Star Trek time travel stuff. There's some time travel stuff in 09 and there's obviously First Contact, but you, you can't beat the one with the whales. You, the one with the whales is like goat time travel for me.
1: Mm-hmm. What about, uh, what, what are your guys' favorite time travelers?
0: Ooh, like yeah. specifically
1: people? Yeah, like, um, like Marty McFly. Or the doctor?
3: I mean, the cast of Lost season five, maybe. Like, <laughs> you know, like that, that the the Jin Jin when he goes back and jo- all those guys they go back and they join the the Dharma Initiative and Juliet and Faraday. All those guys are pretty cool. But I mean, yeah, Marty Marty is great. No, you know, I think it's Link. Link is a, like not only in Majora's Mask, he's yeah, also I mean, a time yeah. traveler. He's a, in, the, in the degree of time. You know, he jumps back and forth to seven years all the time. So I yeah my. Because uh, actually interesting enough. I had a couple years back for my thirtieth birthday, I had a time travel party where I made everybody dress up as a time traveler.
1: Oh, that sounds awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I like I like the the time traveler. Uh, I like the main guy in in about time. I think he's really cool. Dom Dom like Gleason. Dom, he's so good. No, not Dom Gleason. It's uh, Dom, is Dom Hill? Uh, Dom, Dom, Dom Ham Gleason. Mm -hmm. isn't that the dad
3: no brendan gleason's
2: the dad brendan gleason's the dad yeah yeah. there we go oh yeah dumb hill but yeah like yeah like marty classic of -hmm. course yeah uh love him the doctor (laughs) um Mm -hmm. uh but um who else who else who else uh who we got in in animation alan who we got in animation like I I'm just thinking like, you know, of Peabody and Mr. Peabody. Animation.
3: Mr. Wizard, like that's an old school but my dad always used to say Mr. Wizard. I think it was time traveling people. That's some old TV show that I've never seen, mm-hmm. but
2: No, I'm trying to think. I'm trying
1: an Animation. To think. I mean, I know yeah. I was the the one I was gonna say was Trump.
2: Uh, yeah, not very Allen. Future Trunks.
3: I don't
1: even wait, like DBZ, but I love Trunks. Future Trunks. Future Trunks is the shit. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, he he's actually one of the Saiyans in that show that actually gets shit done. Dude mm-hmm. is And he's got a sword. And he has mm-hmm. a sword. And he has probably one of the hardest, sickest fucking intros to a character in all of media. I I wouldn't say he's like. No, I would say he's like a top three fucking most badass introductions to a character. He you don't know who he is. He just shows up, he fucking gets shit done, and everybody's like, Who the fuck are you? And he's like, I'm from the future. And I'm like <laughs> even better. A fucking time traveling badass. Like Trunks, yeah, and, and Goku Black, I guess, are yeah. some of my animated yeah. ones.
2: Yeah, not Barry Allen, but Bart Allen. Not Barry Allen but Bart Allen. Bart Allen is the superior time traveler. But yeah.
0: He's and, uh, and he doesn't
2: he doesn't mess things up. He's impulse? uh impulse, yeah.
0: Oh yeah.
2: And he doesn't mess things up. He's just trying to save his his world, make his his future better, not not try to sad boy save his da- his mom.
0: So yeah. Uh, how sweet. <laughs> <saved his mom. laughs> you I
1: sorry. <laughs>
2: Fuck his mom. Let her just, fucking die. Hey, she's a fixed point. She shouldn't. Yeah, she, yeah, she has to die. There's too much
1: things. It, just, thing. it just sounds so funny. Yeah. Sad Impulse is just. Trying to save his fucking mom from the world. <laughs> the D- DC's biggest hater. The reverse yeah. flash.
2: Yeah. Impulse is just trying to save. Not not even um, Jay Garrick. His, his thing. He's just trying to save the world in general. You know, kind of mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah.
1: But what were we gonna say, Derek? Uh, t- I was
3: gonna say, Alan. What are, What are your favorite time travelers?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, Future Trunks for sure. Mm-hmm. The Doctor, Marty. I feel like there's one I'm missing, and it's fucking bothering the shit. I can't even think of it. Like, I want to say it's animated, but those are the first three that come to mind for sure. But th- there's one. It'll come one, one day.
3: How about I know? I know there's some animated time travel. It's it's like it's uh, we're back. He goes back in time. Oh that my He goes back in time dude. and snatches the dinosaurs. There you go. Yeah,
1: dude, I fucking watched the shit out of that movie right? as a kid. That's a great fucking shit. movie. Oh my that, god, I
3: love We're Back.
1: The circus scene where like he makes them like evil gave me mm. nightmares for yeah. fucking ever. Like I would rewatch that movie, but I would hide behind a couch when that scene would come up because I'm like, oh nope, the dinosaurs are all scary, and like that was like dinosaur. Oh my god, what is it called? Uh, Dinosaur Mania at that time, when mm-hmm. Jurassic yeah. Park just came out. Right. So it was just like, oh. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then all the, of those was...
3: Yeah. And the scene where he gets eaten by the crows, that shit still sticks with me.
1: Mm hmm. Uh, yeah. Damn, I actually want to go back and rewatch that, right? that movie. Right? a movie. <laughs> that movie was this shit. Oh my god, dude, that's like bugging the shit out of me. I'm like, looking at my books, I'm like, is there something I'm missing? But.
2: Yeah, man, I can't think of anything. I, I mean, can't. I, could, I, like, I, I think yeah. we got That's a the good list. I think yeah. Yeah. we got a solid
1: I, I, list. You know, I, I can be hella cheap and be like Batman, the Return of Bruce Wayne series. I can be yeah. like, yeah,
3: I, or that scene in Batman v Superman, It <laughs> goes to the future or
1: whatever. The weird. You have to save her. The flash, yeah, the flash that. doing that, yeah, and you're just like, what? uh yeah no i'm I'm just specifying because like he got the omega sanction and Mm. he has to like live all these lives and he's kind of time traveling in a way but not really it's weird it's Grant morrison it's weird but yeah
3: (laughs) all right yeah uh well i mean i think we might have this podcast might be longer than the actual movie that might be
1: the first time we've done (laughs) (laughs) that it's just time travel man it's so much fun fun to talk about
3: yeah uh i don't any any final thoughts guys
1: all i all I would recommend is you if you do go out and watch this, please watch it, have a great time with it. be ready to I hope you guys can watch it with other people so mm-hmm. you guys can discuss it's a fun discussion film and just be ready to immediately go on YouTube or mm-hmm. Google and be like primer explain I think
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah as soon as you hit the space bar after typing primer, you're gonna see explain chart <laughs> yeah. This, yeah this this and this. Yeah, so but be ready for that. Go on
3: the Wikipedia page. They got a nice little graphic there that tells you, like, okay, they go back in the, the box. And they... <laughs> yeah. yeah, like no,
2: yeah. I'll throw out the one that I watched, like, right after this one that I stumbled on. But it was actually very, very, like, helpful. It was this um, YouTuber called London City Girl. It's just called Primer 2004 Illustrated um, Explanation. So, and she has nice simple illustrations and really awesome like graphic very simple very easy to follow and i think like it helped me a lot yeah
3: very nice i was gonna say um you know if you can go into this movie uh blind um which you know but you just heard us talk about it but go back to a time before you heard us talk about this movie mm-hmm. and just watch it like that
1: mm-hmm. oh i do want to bring up one last thing oh yeah, yeah what you got it, it was so so it, it, it's okay. Like I, I like the Paranormal Activity movies and the first two are really good. I, I like them. And then I, I, I but that's just me again. Paranormal Activity one was a little, little. Yeah, like what you like. A little, I don't want to young yeah. anybody's young. But I just say like the little paranormal movie that could kind of think of 2009. It, it, anyways, later down the line, they make sequels and they make the, the as we all dub it as the Mexican one. Uh, I think it was like the Chosen Ones. I can't fucking remember. It was cool because I was oh, like, "Oh, hey! I know what you're talking about." Because it, it, it was cool because, like, you know, it's like I was like, I could relate to that even more because, like, they have like, you know, it, it happens like in a Mexican neighborhood and like they're all kind of mentioning stuff that like we're used to, but about ghost stuff. But there's one particular part where that's where like this for me the friend, I mean the franchise jumped the shark many times before after the first two, but. There's time travel. What? There's yeah, time travel in that, that one. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a cool scene where, you know, it, it goes back to the first movie. But it's the weirdest fucking example of going, we're out of ideas. Let's use time travel for a fucking ghost movie. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it goes back to, like, the big climax of the first one. and. It's kind of cool, but you're just like, who the fuck has had a haunted house? And they go, yeah, doors are squeaking and windows are closing. Oh, by the way, I fucking time traveled. Like, my ghost made me time travel. Like, how haunted can you be that you time travel? It's fucking wild. (laughs) And, And to this day, to me, I think it's one of the strangest uses of time travel. It's fucking bonkers, but... (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm so glad I was able to bring it up real fast. <laughs> oh,
3: I, I was gonna say something about like a spooky thing where the like the the end is time travel, but I don't want to spoil what it is. But I think you know what I'm talking about, Alan. Oh,
1: where like uh, the, the
3: climax is like I'll yeah I'll tell you off Mike because I don't want to spoil for okay. people, but yeah
1: for sure. I'd mean, sorry I spoiled the fucking fifth, sixth paranormal activity. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: Nobody's gonna fucking give a just, shit about it. just that. go
1: watch the first yeah. two and you're yeah. fine. Those are the best ones. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs>
3: all right guys well uh well you know that that was super fun uh thank you everyone for listening to our discussion on primer uh i've had a blast um but yeah we have been the undercast company we do a couple other podcast things ariel you do your show you never seen i if you wanted to give the people a little info on that
2: yeah it's a podcast that comes out the first of every month um we discuss films that are underrated under i mean giving <laughs> <gave> me the spiel <laughs> of this whole one um No, we discuss films that are considered a part of pop culture cinematic history, but either myself or my guests have never seen them, so we discuss the movie after they or I's first viewing of it.
3: And then I also do uh, my podcast um, on the MCU, Infinity Stones and Dragon Bones, where I talk about the latest Marvel release whenever a new Marvel thing comes out. Um, So that's really fun. We're also starting a new short uh little review type thing so i started messing around with tiktok and trying to do some more stuff over there um so we're all probably going to be doing them um but just like little short three minute under three minute reviews on recent films so i did, I did the first one on plane uh and so just look Cast company up on tiktok and instagram and all that stuff to see some of that because we're all going to be talking about that then i also do my podcast with my friend damien can i say something uh, it's kind of a just kind of a more like movie news and, and just kind of what have we been watching type show, and then just want to quickly shout out to a couple. I, I've been guesting on some podcasts. This, this is going to be a little dated by the time this episode comes out, but uh, I wanted to shout out the uh, podcast films and stuff, which had me on to discuss uh, Avatar: Way of the Way of Water. That was a lot of fun hanging out with those guys, Ethan and uh, Pete. Uh, and then also I wanted to shout out the Joystick Show. They had me on, did, uh, interviewed me about a bunch of stuff about films and about uh, writing and and uh, that was a blast so definitely shout out to those guys. Uh, check them out. But uh, but thank you all again for listening and we will see you all next time or in the future or in the past or some version of us will.
2: Thanks for being amazing everyone.
1: Big easy everybody and I'll see you guys yesterday.
3: Sense is something you can't even make sense of until you've been to the future and spent time there. So shut your hole and stand silent while we bring the world to a standstill with fresh new music and new beats that you can't even imagine yet. Word!